Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Medicine wasn't Angus McGuinness's first career choice by a long shot. He had already completed a radiography degree and was working quite happily. As a radiographer, he found he wanted to play a decision-making role in the care of patients. You'll hear shortly, as Angus describes his road to medical school, the steps he took to gain entry and the rewards and challenges he now faces as he completes his second year in Sydney, with a third year planned at the School of Rural Health in Dubbo, his hometown, and where some of his biggest influences remain. Heather Dawson takes Angus back to the start, to his earliest thoughts about what he wanted to do in his life, long before medicine became any sort of reality. Did he consider other career moves, even back then, she asked. I did. I had a few different ideas. When I was a lot younger, as a kid, I thought that I'd probably become a vet like my dad. I had this idea of taking over the family business. He had a small vet practice in Dubbo. But I found that I was not great with animals and that there's a level of calm and not being scared of dogs that you need to be a good vet. So the more I thought about that idea, the less it was a good one, I found. And my mum was an ICU nurse in Dubbo for many years and she actually suggested radiography. But I wasn't sure about that. I didn't really know. And I actually went down the road of architecture. I started a degree in architecture in 2011 but only really lasted, I think, two weeks before I dropped out. I really liked the idea of it, but when I saw what the job actually involved, I got out quite quickly and spent the rest of that year working at an RSL club. I lived with some friends in Newtown and had a lot of fun, but didn't really get much done. And then the following year, that's when I applied and got into radiography. So it worked out really well that I'd had these other ideas and tried architecture and it didn't work and That year off really gave me time to think about what I wanted out of a job and it turned out to be working with people in a practical sort of job. Okay, well, medicine it turned out to be. But when you decided to be a doctor, who did you tell and what was their reaction? Yeah, so I can't really remember. I I mentioned it to my parents, probably in passing, tried to avoid a big announcement. I would have told some close friends, but I found that when you tell people about your idea or you wish to do medicine, you almost always get a a reaction of like, oh, wow, that's amazing, which makes it difficult because there's a lot more steps and a lot more work between deciding you want to do it and actually getting in through the admission process. So it can sort of add a little bit of extra pressure when everyone knows that that's what you want to do. One thing that I found as I went along that People, particularly who are studying medicine or have been through and now working as doctors, are all really keen to help out in any way they can. I think from going through the whole process themselves, it means people really want to help you out. So by telling people who are already working in the profession or at uni, that can be a great idea because there's often a lot of tips and tricks and general life advice that can help you out in the long term. Did you have a mentor or someone who gave you guidance regarding your career before you were accepted into medicine? I wouldn't say I had any 
official mentors, but there was a lot of people who I'd watched and who helped me out. While I was working at Dubbo Base Hospital, I could observe many of the doctors, how they went about their work, some of the really good qualities they had, and it gave me a sort of framework of what I wanted to be like if I went down that path. There was someone I played rugby with who was working as an intern at Dubbo, and he was really good to me, sat me down after work, and we went through some of the interview questions and just some general tips about the admission process. And he'd had similar marks to me, which was unreal to hear from someone in a similar position. And then the radiologists in the x-ray department were really nice and, again, gave me something to aim for in terms of how they went about their work. And another one was definitely my family GP in Dubbo. He had looked after my mum when she first moved to Dubbo in the 1980s, I think, and then took on my dad and then subsequently me and my brothers and sister all went to this same GP. And seeing him take care of our whole family over many years was another thing that I really admired and wanted to be like. Angus, when you decided to apply for medicine, what were your first steps and did you develop a plan? My first step was just having a look at the GAMSAT and trying to find out a bit more about it and then really just got into doing some study or attempting to. I was working full-time and found it really hard to do some study for the GAMSAT outside of work. It's the last thing I wanted to do when I got home. So I found if I went to the hospital library before or after work for an hour or so, I could just get a bit done and go home. And that first GAMSAT I sat ended up, I think I got 59, which is a very average mark, but also reflected the work I'd put in wasn't enough. So then after the GAMSAT, there's a quite a long process of finding out which uni you actually have a chance of getting into because they're all so different and there's many pathways within the unis. So it actually takes a bit of time to research each university medical school's website, look at what their admission criteria is and try and base where you want to apply on what the best chances. Because I was happy to go anywhere to do medicine once I worked it out. You know, I was applying at Flinders University in South Australia and sort of everywhere. And it takes a fair bit of time to get that all sorted and figure out where your best shot is. What tips can you give uh, the people listening to you now, Angus, about the application or the selection processes? The first tip that I would like to get out there is that medicine's much more accessible than you think. There are so many different pathways, as I said, where you can get in at different unis, look at different things, and then within each uni there's often the rural pathways, which applied to me. And related to that is the fact that you really do need to do a bit of research. The admissions websites and criteria, they change every year. So each year that you want to have a crack at getting in, you really just have to do that research. Although probably not what I did, which was when I'd sit down to do a bit of study for the GAMSAT, I'd find myself doing a lot of research, which wasn't going to be helpful if I didn't get a good mark in the GAMSAT. So I found that as an avenue for procrastination, which I used quite regularly. You entered medicine through a rural pathway. Why was that? Is that because you were happy to work wherever as a doctor? My understanding is that there's a certain portion, around 25%, I think, of each cohort of local Commonwealth-supported places is allocated to rural people or people who've spent at least five years in a rural area 
or 10 years combined. So there's no real obligation to work rule. However, I think that's probably where I'll end up. And on that topic, I'm fairly confident that I wouldn't have been able to get in without that pathway. There's a huge difference in the marks and the cutoffs for the standard entry than there is for the rural entry. So I feel very lucky that that's an option because that's really a big reason why I'm actually in. Now, I believe you had to sit interviews as part of your application process. So what do you remember about the interview process and how did you prepare for it? I only actually did interviews at Sydney Uni and I'm not even sure if they still do interviews, but uh, the format was uh, five stations where they have scenarios at each one and they'd touch on sort of moral or ethical dilemmas, really, a lot of them. There was a stem that you read through and then you get asked questions and they were very hard and it's easy to forget at the time when you're doing it that they're hard for everyone. And between each station, you just kind of have to dust yourself off and go again. And there was a process where you had to work through these, like I said, dilemmas. And I'm not obviously on the interviewer side of things, but I imagine that they were after people who can look at a problem from both sides, work through it logically, show some empathy and then ultimately be able to make decisions and back those up with some logic and reasoning. I understand in one interview they asked you why you wanted to do medicine and that left you a little bit stumped. Yeah, it did. I had this idea of they're not going to ask questions that people can just recycle answers because that'll be too easy. So I ended up going in like that thinking I'll just take it as it comes. had done practice questions but not actually formulated answers. But it turned out that there was one question, like you said, why do you want to do medicine, which I knew in my head, but I hadn't actually said it out loud, I don't think, before. So my answer was quite poor, I imagine. It's hard to give someone a, a spot at your uni if they can't even tell you why you want to be there. So it's good to do a bit of preparation, I think. <laughs> now, you're planning on studying at a rural clinical school in Dubbo. Why is that? Yeah, well, I'm from Dubbo. That was a big draw card. I think more than that, though, is I went to Dubbo as a radiography student a few years ago and learned a heap. And having worked there, I see the value of working in a hospital that's not just that size, but also in a rural area where you see patients coming from all over the place. There's a huge variety in what you learn and you get to be quite close to the consultants as you're learning. I remember seeing the groups, the medical team or the surgical team walking into x-ray to have a chat with the radiologist and there'd be a consultant, a registrar, an intern and the med student. Whereas at Sydney hospitals, quite often you see the consultant plus some fellows, registrars, interns and a bunch of medical students. There's a lot more distance between the med student and the consultant. So you get that really close connection and you can build a relationship with them, which I think is quite important long term. And I'm really excited that Dubbo has now got its full medical program through the University of Sydney, where you can do years one to four, all at the clinical school at Dubbo Base Hospital. So when I'm there next year, I'm really keen to see what that's like and see the people, perhaps local people or from all over coming to Dubbo to actually do their medical training. Now, at a practical level, there are lots of different study techniques. Angus, how did you find the right one for you? It took a while, and to be honest, I'm still trying to work it out. I tried different things like flashcards, and initially I was going to all the lectures live, and I found that that didn't work for me because some subjects I knew better than others. 
not many, but there was, say, a lecture on x-rays was something that I could get through quite quickly, whereas some biochemistry or pharmacology, a 50-minute lecture might take me two hours to get through properly. So I ended up probably six months in the first year just not going into the in-person lectures and just watching them online, which meant I could just pause them as I needed to. You can look things up on the side as you're going and just do each lecture properly as it comes up. And in terms of my learning, I just do a pretty old school writing out notes for each lecture and just get through each week's work as it comes and then just getting into some revision before exams. So Angus, what's one piece of advice or consideration that you wish you were given before you started your medical journey? I think I wish I had worked out sooner that medicine's actually a lot more accessible than you think. There are so many different entry pathways, so many different unis that offer it now, that one big barrier that I found to actually wanting to apply was thinking that, well, it's so far off where I'm at. When in reality, looking at my cohort now, there's people come from all different backgrounds, have done all different jobs before medicine, that it is really accessible to a lot more people than they think. So once you decide that that's something you're interested in, then there's people to ask plenty of advice out there in how to go about it. Now, a lot of people in medicine experience imposter syndrome. How would you describe that? And is that something that you felt? I'm sure I have at some point. I remember when we first started uni, someone said something along the lines of, you guys are very fortunate to be here. You're the best of the best not quite that exactly, it was along those lines. And I remember thinking, well, that's not me, so everyone else must be. But the more you get into it, you start doing the work and you get into the degree and the meat of it, you can work out that it's just a matter of doing the work. Well, I guess there's a huge variation of different people working around you and with you, so that uh, goes to show that you can come from anywhere, can't you? Yeah, and that definitely helps with feeling that imposter syndrome is that you're just a variation of all these other different people who are in your degree. I think that that's probably my biggest point I'd like to make is that medicine has so many different endpoints in terms of career. So people with heaps of different skills, if they get through the admissions process, that people need to be from all different backgrounds to make a really effective healthcare team. Angus McGuinness, currently a student at University of Sydney. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.